Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Hillhead at the Grosvenor. Um, we're especially impressed that Nicola and the children have made it from Butte, and I think that's special congratulations. It's also lovely to have Beth with us this morning. Uh, so wonderful to be together on this blustery day. You'll remember that our minister, Katrina, is on sabbatical, so our service this morning will be led by Holly, who is a member of our worship group. Everything we need to follow the service this morning is on our printed order of service. Please stay, as always, and have some tea or coffee at the end of this service. Then at 7pm, our evening service will be led by the Reverend Dr Norman Shanks. This service will be held in Kelvin Sidehill Head Church and will include communion. So that's 7pm in Kelvin Sidehill Head Church. Next Sunday at 11am, morning worship will be led by Dr Graeme Meeklejohn of the Scottish Baptist College. And in the evening at 7pm, Helen Stimson will lead evening worship in Kelvinside Hillhead Church. These are all our notices. Good morning. Um, so, it's nice when everyone talks back. That's nice. It's a, it's a good sign for later in the service when I start asking you questions. Um, so as, um, as Anna said, during Katrina's sabbatical Sundays, members of our congregation will be leading our worship. And yes, that does mean that we're looking for volunteers for later in the year. As well as a time of rest and renewal for Katrina, the worship group hope that these Sundays can be a time of rest and renewal for all of us, especially coming at they do at the start of what already feels like a pretty tough year. The services will be simple. Um, we're not expecting anyone to preach a sermon if they don't feel comfortable doing so. I'm not going to be. I hope that we can find some rest and renewal in this change of pace and some creative ways to worship together. We gather today in the light that was with God in the beginning. We gather today in the light that is God's continuing gift to us, new every morning. We gather today in the light that God promises will always be with us. We know that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. I invite you to stand as you are able as we join together in our first hymn, Gather Us In.
we come before God in prayer. God of life, may your light shine on your people gathered here today as it has shone in every moment of history. May the presence of your spirit inspire our worship and inspire our lives. May we recognize your light as the source of all creation, as the strength that sustains us, as the food that nurtures us, as the wisdom that guides us. May we know you as the spirit of creativity that inspires us, as the love that understands us, as the grace that forgives us. May the light of your presence, eternal and inextinguishable, shine on us now and forever, in this place and in all places. We join in the words that Jesus taught us, in whichever language and whichever version, version comes most naturally to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory.
Hello. So, um, this morning, when I got up, there was a hole in my bathroom ceiling. Now, don't worry, I knew there was going to be a hole in my bathroom ceiling. <laughs> because this hole is where my light fitting usually is. So, a couple of months ago, we found out that there were significant problems with all of the electrics in our house. And we were going to have to get most of the flat rewired. Turns out wires are really expensive. That's been my main learning point over the last little while. So on Monday morning, two men called Alistair arrived to start rewiring my flat. Now, I don't know what it says about me and the passage of time, but both of the Alistairs look to be about 12. <laughs> um, but, and we're putting our life in their hands. Um, and one of the first things they did was to cut off the power to all of the lights in the house. Um, so since Monday, well, we've just had them back on for the weekend, but Monday to Friday, George and I had no lights in the house. Turns out, quite hard to live without any lights. <laughs> and you do forget um, how dark it can get in Glasgow in February um, when you've only got makeshift lights to, to do you. So what problems might George and I have had, or might you have, if there were no lights in your house? can't see. So what would happen if two men called Alistair had moved all of the contents from your whole cupboard into your bedroom? <laughs> so, stub, stubbed my toe many times. <laughs> There's one. So do you think you'd be able to find your way about your house in the dark? No. Yes. I heard a yes. So I think yes, if two men called Alistair haven't moved the contents of your house around. I think I'd probably have been okay. So you can't really see things, but it's okay when things are where you expect them to be. Um, this is going to sound a bit vain. It's quite difficult to do your makeup when there's no bathroom lights, because you also can't bring a lamp into the bathroom. So I was doing my makeup with a torch. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I've been going into work every morning and just checking. I don't have a big line down my face. Um, so a little bit difficult to see yourself. There's some blessings, some good things about not having any overhead lights in your house. Can anyone think of any good things? Exactly. <laughs> so there are big chunks of plaster missing from my ceiling. And it's fine because I lived all week in blissful ignorance of how dusty my flat was. <laughs> but it makes doing the dishes really difficult. You can't see if you've got the dishes clean if you don't have any light. So do you think, without my big lights in the house this week, it's been... I've had no light at all. Do you think it's been completely dark? No. So where do you think, what lights do you think we might have had? Daylight. So daylight? So what about, what about at night time? <laughs> had candles? Maybe. Torches. Torches. Street lights. Lamps. If we're very lucky, we've had lamps. Sometimes all the plugs have been off too. But we have always had torches and we've always had candles. If I blew out all of the candles, I've already had a, an answer to this, if I blew out all the candles and turned off all the torches, would my house on the second floor on Crow Road opposite the retail park <laughs> be dark in the middle of the night? No. no. So we've had street lights, we've got all the lights from McDonald's outside my house. <laughs> so it's, nev it's never really dark in my house. But even if all those lights went off, do you think there would still be light at, at night time? Yes. Where would that light come from? The moon. The moon? And where else? The stars. the stars. So even if we turn off all of the lights, light finds a way to get in. Doesn't matter whether we don't have our big lights or our lamps or our torches, light will always find a way to get into the world. And in the Bible, the word light is used as a symbol. So light in the Bible doesn't always mean light, like our electric lights. Sometimes it means hope. Sometimes it means the presence of God. And I think that this week has been really useful to me to remind me that no matter how dark the world seems, light will always find a way to get in. And the reason for that is that light's pretty special. It can be the darkest, darkest, darkest night completely dark, no stars, pitch black, 
But if there's a tiny, tiny, tiny flicker of light, then the darkness is gone because light is, has total power over darkness. And even when there's no hope at all, a tiny, tiny, tiny flicker of hope is enough that hope is stronger than darkness and hope is stronger than fear. And one of the ways that God brings light into the world is through us. And we don't need to be the biggest and the brightest. We just need to be a little flicker of a candle. And that's enough to dispel all of the darkness in the world. So have a wee think today about how you might bring light into the world. The wonderful thing about the church is that we all bring light into the world in totally different ways. So my answer and your answer won't be the same. Um, so we're going to sing a song now that I first learnt when I was really tiny. And I learnt it from my Auntie May, who used to teach our children's choir in our church. And that's Jesus bids us shine with a pure, clear light. So stand if you're able to, to sing with us. <coughs> Our scripture readings this morning begin with Psalm 136, verses 1 to 9 and 23 to 26. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate for his 
steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes for his steadfast love endures forever who gives food to all flesh for his steadfast love endures forever oh give thanks to the god of heaven for his steadfast love endures forever and now from john chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things came into being through him and without him not one thing came into being what has come into being in him was life and the life was the light of all people the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it there was a man sent from god whose name was john he came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Hallelujah.
This morning, we're going to do something a little bit different. I did tell you I wasn't going to preach a sermon. Um, and who doesn't love a church service that, doesn't, that comes with fire safety warning? So, on your seat or near your seat, you should have found a candle. Does everyone have one? Right? Anyone missing a candle? There should be some spares sitting around. Yeah, there's some here. Grand. And everyone, I've already checked with the choir. Good. So... Candle handheld with a drip guard to stop the hot wax dripping onto your hand. Um, I have to tell you, because we're in a hotel, there are smoke alarms. Um, so whenever you put your candle out at the end, make sure that it's not smoking and you might want to lick your fingers and pinch it or just make sure that you've wafted all the, all the smoke away. And whenever we put the flames out at the end of the, at the, end of the prayer... I'm going to um, ask that you make sure that it is out completely before you set it down on any soft furnishings that don't belong to us. So, now that, now that we've done that. During the reflection, I'm going to start us off by lighting the first couple of candles. Um, I'm going to invite Brian to come and help me, and as we read the reflection, whenever we mention the name of a person or a group of people, the next person along the line is going to light their candle. So hopefully the choir are going to do that first. So by the time it gets to the congregation, you'll get a bit of an idea. So we're going to light our candles one at a time when a person or a group of people is mentioned. So for example, uh, the prayer mentions Noah. And when Noah is mentioned, you would light a candle. The prayer also mentions and his children. And when you mention the children, you would light an, a candle. It will make perfect sense, and if it all goes wrong, that's fine, because <laughs> that's not the important bit. This prayer that we're going to join in together is an exercise in waiting. It's about showing us how generation upon generation have waited and watched for the light of God. You may wish to use this time to reflect on how God's light has been shown to you, or the ways that you pass light to others. During the reflection, we're going to use the Teze chant within our darkest <coughs> night, you kindle a fire that never dies away. And we're gonna sing it a couple of times now just to get it warmed up, us warmed up. And if I could ask um, someone who's near the light switches at the back to switch the lights off and we'll do the ones up here. Thank you. In the beginning, the earth was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God said, let there be light. And there was light. God spoke and light and life came into being. In the beginning, God looked at all that had been made and saw that it was very good. In the darkest night, you 
beginning, God handed the light to people, to Adam and to Eve. And they handed the light on to their children. To Cain, who turned from the light. To Abel, who lived in the light. And to all their children. When the world was turning dark, the light passed to Noah. Noah carried the light on the waters of the flood. When the flood waters left the earth, God set a rainbow in the sky to remind them of the light. Noah handed the light onto his children. And they handed it on to their children. Who handed it on to their children. One night, God spoke to a man in the desert. He brought the man outside and said, look up and count the stars. Then he said to him, you will have as many descendants as there are stars in the sky. The man believed the Lord and the Lord gave him a new name. God told Abraham to take the light to a new place. Abraham and Sarah gave the light to Isaac. Who gave it to Jacob. Who gave it to Joseph. Joseph continued to be faithful to the light even when he was sold into slavery by his brothers. The light guided the people of God to Egypt. When Egypt became a dark place for God's people, God spoke to another person in the desert. This time, the light took the form of a burning bush Moses approached and heard God's voice say, Take this light to my people. Tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. took the light and led God's people into the desert where they carried the light faithfully for 40 years until God led them to the promised land and the light passed to Joshua to Deborah to Gideon and on and on through the generations. The light passed to Ruth, the Moabite, who passed it to Obed, 
who passed it to Jesse, who passed it to David. And the light passed to Hannah. Who gave it to Samuel? Who recognised the light in David and named him king? And David passed the light to Solomon. And Solomon passed the light on to a generation of kings. When the kingdom grew dark, God handed the light to the prophets, to Elijah and to Elisha. To Jeremiah and to Micah. To Hosea and to Amos. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. On those who lived in shadows, on them God's light has shone. And the light burnt in the darkness of exile, in the hope of rebuilding, through invasion and suffering, the light did not go out. appeared to Mary and passed the light to her, the light that was present at the dawn of all creation. In the dark of a stable in Bethlehem, the light was given to the world. The one who was with God in the beginning came into the world. The word became flesh and lived among us. The light shone in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Jesus showed us the dazzling light of God. But then the light of God entered the darkest of darkness, and for three days it seemed as if darkness had won. But the darkness gave way to a new dawn and light shone once again upon the world. The light of God returned to the Father but the light passed on to the disciples, to Peter, to Mary, to the twelve and to many more. And the light appeared to Saul and Saul became Paul. Paul and countless others took the light to the nations. The light passed throughout the world. To the east and to the west. To the north and to the south. the light has passed to those whose lives showed us the power of simplicity. To those who found God in the power of imagination. To those who loved God's word 
who translated it and placed it into the hands of believers. The light passed to those who sought to tend to God's creation and to protect its wonders. The light passed to those who saw the dignity of human beings and fought to bring justice to the poor and freedom to those who are slaves. The light went with Patrick to Ireland. And the light came with Columba to Scotland. The light passed to Glasgow. In 1883, the light was brought to Hillhead Baptist Church by Lizzie and Alan McDermott, Maria and Charles Rose, Lizzie and Alex Rose, Sophie, and William Tullach and John Alexander. The light passed through all of time and all of creation and it passed to Mae McDougall and Mae McDougall was my Auntie Mae and she passed the light to me. And the light passed through all of time and all of creation to Rachel McKechnie and to Austin Muir and my mum and dad passed the light to me. Who passed the light to you? Who keeps the light of God burning in you? How will you show God's light to the world? together to sing brother sister let me serve you um, at the end of this hymn I ask that you be very careful with your candles and either keep them lit if you wish but if you're going to be juggling bits of paper perhaps think about blowing them out <coughs> Yes. Yeah. 
Come with our prayers for others and for each other. Let's pray together. Loving, light-giving God, we thank you for the light you brought through the life and ministry of Jesus. Freedom for captives, sight to the blind, healing for the sick, comfort to the brokenhearted acceptance after rejection, hope after despair, joy after sorrow. We thank you for the light that illuminates our lives today and which leads us step by step on our journey through life. The lamp of your word, the beacon of prayer, the glow of fellowship, the fire of your Holy Spirit and the living reality of Jesus by our sides. And yet we realise that for many, their journey takes them along paths that are covered by shadow, the shadow of devastating weather conditions affecting homes and livelihoods. And we remember the people of West Yorkshire at this time. The shadow of living in the troubled places of our world, where many are displaced and persecuted. And we remember those in the Middle East and South America. The shadow of the threat of disease, such as the coronavirus the shadow of political uncertainty or even political certainty affecting the lives of the most vulnerable. Living, light-giving God, reach out to all those whose lives are troubled and bring the assurance that even in the darkest moments, the greatest challenges, the most worrying times, you are there working out your purpose, able to bring light out of darkness. In our own church family, we pray for Sylvia, whose stepfather Eduardo has died this week. We pray for her mother, Maria Esther, and the family in Cuba, that they may know comfort and peace as they gather together and that they may draw strength from the memories they share. We thank you for our church family here in Hillhead, with all its variety and diversity. And today we pray for John McKinnon and Heather McLeod. We pray for John, thanking you for those who enable him to live independently. And we pray that he may have good support and safe places to meet with others. We thank you for Heather's faithful and cheerful presence and for her witness and service among her family and friends. As we think about the wider work of the Baptist Union of Scotland, we pray for the churches in Broxburn, Buckhaven, 
and Bucky, that they may be equipped and resourced to take the light of Christ into the communities where they serve. And we pray too for Leslie Edge, who serves as a chaplain to the Prince and Princess of Wales Hospice, as he seeks to meet the spiritual and religious needs of patients and families, as well as staff and volunteers. As we look further afield, we remember BMS World Mission, and this week we think of its training centre in Birmingham. We pray for the staff who are involved in training mission workers, that they would be able to share their experiences in creative ways and inspire mission trainees. Loving God, you came to our world in Christ, bringing life and light for all. Shine now in our hearts, and may the flame of faith burn brightly within us, so that we in turn may bring light to others, and in so doing, bring glory to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Gracious God, <coughs> help us to use all of our gifts of money and of service to bring light to where it is needed in our world. Amen. <coughs> we join together in singing, We Are Marching in the Light of God.
as we say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and forever. Amen.